My name is Zach Arnold. I'm a Hollywood film and television editor, a documentary director, father of two, an American Ninja Warrior in training, and the creator of Optimize Yourself. For over 10 years now, I have obsessively searched for every possible way to optimize my own creative and athletic performance, and now I'm here to shorten your learning curve. Whether you're a creative professional who edits, writes, or directs, you're an entrepreneur, or even if you're a weekend warrior, I strongly believe you can be successful without sacrificing your health or your sanity in the process. You ready? Let's design the optimized version of you. Hello and welcome to the Optimize Yourself podcast. If you're a brand new optimizer, I welcome you and I sincerely hope that you enjoy today's conversation. If you are inspired to take action after listening today, why not tell a friend about this show and help spread the love? And if you're a longtime listener and optimizer OG, welcome back. Whether you're brand new or you're a seasoned vet, if you have just 10 seconds today, it would mean the world to me if you clicked the subscribe button in your podcast app of choice because the more people that subscribe, the more that iTunes and the other platforms can recognize this show, and thus the more people that you and I can inspire to step outside their comfort zones to reach their greatest potential. And now on to today's show, which to be honest is going to be a bit of an experiment. As a longtime listener, you already know how much I love to do in-depth interviews on a variety of topics, whether that's allowing everyday people to share their personal and their inspirational journeys, or industry experts and world-renowned authors who share their expertise to help you optimize a specific area of your life. But today, what I want to do instead is give you an insider's glimpse into the world of my optimizer coaching and mentorship program and what we call the hot seat. What you're going to hear today is a recording of an actual live session with an Optimizer student where on the hot seat, we tackle various questions, whether that's about career transitions, productivity, workflows, networking, burnout, habit formation, resumes and websites, and any other number of work-life challenges that students bring to the table as they navigate their own paths toward success. In the following hot seat session, community member Marcella Garcia is hoping to make some action plans for the obstacles that she's encountered with her goal of becoming a scripted television editor. Many of her obstacles are frankly just limiting beliefs that all of us encounter when we make a career transition, such as believing that nobody's gonna hire us without experience, even though we know we already have the necessary skills. Listen in as we uncover how Marcella can reframe her doubts and insecurities and leverage the skills she already has to build her confidence so she can convince the right people she is the best fit for the job. If you find these sessions valuable, we're going to be sharing Hot Seat Fridays with you every week that are going to be jam-packed with practical, real-world strategies that you can easily apply to your own lifestyle and career to send you off with an action plan for the next Monday ahead. And if after listening to this, you're wishing that you could schedule your own hot seat session, I invite you to join our community of optimizers, where you are going to find all the support and connections you need to optimize every aspect of your life. Just go to optimizeyourself.me slash optimizer to learn more about the various coaching and mentorship options available so you and I can start working together today. All right, without further ado, here is today's Hot Seat Friday conversation with Marcella Garcia, made possible today by our amazing sponsors, Evercast and ErgoDriven, who are featured just a bit later in today's episode. And as a quick reminder to subscribe so you don't miss future interviews just like this one, visit optimizeyourself.me slash podcast. 
Let's dive into uh, Marcella's hot seat topic. So what are you coming to the call about today, Marcella? All right. Okay. Hello. Good morning. I'm on module four, the obstacles, step number four. And so I just need help with turning, you know, the limiting beliefs and the challenges into actions. And I think I just get so confused because it just seems so simple. Like, I think I just have a lot of research to do, but some stuff I'm really stumped on. So I just need to confirm the ones that I do have to make sure I'm thinking it through. And then there are some that I think the obstacle is just so big to me that I'm not seeing clearly. So I'm unable to finish them. That's pretty much what I need help with going through today. Cool. All right. So then to clarify, you are in the middle of module four obstacles and you'd sent me um, a Google doc version of your worksheet. And we're just going to go through and we're going to identify the areas where you're the most stuck because mm -hmm. most importantly, I want you to be able to put something on a list that you can take action on, right? It's like you said, how do I break it down into action steps? Mm -hmm. And the most challenging thing oftentimes is when you have this huge obstacle in front of you, you're like, I, I don't know how to take this giant boulder in the middle of the road and move it. Well, you got to break it into tiny little pieces. And mm -hmm. sometimes it's hard to identify what are those pieces. And then eventually we'll talk about where do I get started. But for now, let's just look at what some of these obstacles are and how we can break them up. Okay. Or how we can just turn them into some form of action at all. Because sometimes they don't seem actionable, but with a little digging, they are. Yeah. And, and let me just say, I think I get a little overwhelmed when it just says research. Like that's already overwhelming to me because I'm like, mm -hmm. even though I've done it before and I, you know, so anyway, I just wanted to know. Got it. All right. The most important thing for this exercise in order to be able to really do it properly is okay. I have to know what is your macro goal and that you did not include on this right. worksheet. So that we have at the top of the obstacles worksheet to frame, this is what the obstacles are in reference to. So what is your macro goal? Uh, I will have network outreach skills by May 1st to build relationships that will lead me to editing a scripted comedy drama that will help me make the transition to being an editor for a highly esteemed comedy drama scripted series. Or parentheses, gets me in the world of Marvelous Miss Basil. Yeah. Excellent. So now that we have some context of the specific macro goal, walk me through what some of the challenges, limiting beliefs and or disabilities, and I don't see any of those on there. So before going to the if then, let's just work through part one and just very quickly share with me what are some of these challenges and limiting beliefs off the top of your head? So just a few of them is, I mean, the immediate comes up. The first one is why I wrote it. Uh, I don't know who to reach out to. You know, I don't have a real, I've never really networked, so I don't know how to network. Those are the main things. And then the limiting beliefs that stand out to me is, is no one will hire me with no experience. I have no clue what I'm doing. And those are the two that stick out. So there's a handful. Got it. So the first thing I'd like to say, I'm a little disappointed because you clearly have copied your answers from everybody else in this program. Because everybody else has all the same answers in this module. We yeah. all have the same obstacles. Debbie, I'm curious, do any of these sound familiar to you at all, having gone through this exercise with other groups and other students with me? Do these just sound like they're totally out of thin air and, oh my God, where are you coming from with these challenges? No. So clearly Not you've just all. copied everybody <laughs> else's answers um, because these are very, very common. Um, so I, I'm first recognizing and acknowledging that you're going through the same process that everybody else does. And essentially everyone goes through this and they find ways to overcome it. And it's generally a lot simpler than they think it is. So we're not going to be able to workshop all of these. I could easily spend an entire 
one hour session, if not more, workshopping what we have on these worksheets. And I've actually done that many, many times before. Okay. With the amount of time that we have, I want you to point to the one or the, the couple of them where you're really stuck, where if we can work through those, you can apply the techniques that we use to the other ones where you might still be stuck. So if there's one that you're just like, I have no idea what to do with this, which one would it be? I think the one that I, that's a really big obstacle is that I just, I don't know who to reach out to and the real, those are two of the biggest ones that. that All right. That, so what, what is it about reaching out and not knowing who to reach out to that's overwhelming you? I think because I know that I can't walk onto a huge project. So for me, I'm thinking, you know, that's all there is. So what are the other options for me as an editor? You know, I don't know an independent film community. I've never engaged with anything like that. So other than big shows, I don't know what else is out there. All right. So I'm assuming you have this crazy new tool called the interwebs. Yes. <laughs> yes. And you have Google. So yeah. with those most likely coupled with IMDb or IMDb Pro with yeah. some simple research, we can probably gather some names to get an idea of who to reach out to. Okay. But here's the reason that I bring that up. That seems so painfully obvious and stupid, right? Well, yes, I have the internet. Like I'm, I'm, I'm uh, you know, being sarcastic for a reason. I don't think that this is as much of the challenge as this is. So the, if I, if I, and I realize that I'm doing this visually, but the, the one that I was mentioning is, I don't know who to reach out to is the challenge that we're talking about, but I really believe that I have no clue what I'm doing is creating enough fear that it's not just about who do I reach out to, it's who am I to reach out to these people once I put a list of them together. I'm not in the independent filmmaking community. I can't just reach out to the people that cut Mrs. Maisel. Who am I? So is it really about that I don't know who to, who to reach out to and I don't have access to the information? Or is it more about I don't think that I should be because I don't think I belong and I have no clue what I'm doing and nobody's going to hire me without any experience? Yeah, that's, yeah, you hit it on the nail. Right, because you seem pretty bright. You seem very hardworking and very focused. I don't think focus is an issue for you. I think it's, it's more a matter of where to put your focus. I think that's probably the, the issue. As a fellow questioner, analysis paralysis is challenging. And I'm guessing the idea of diving into a spreadsheet to put together names, that's not for you, something that you just find five, 10 names, put them in there. You're like, I must get every single name and all 500 of them, and they <laughs> must be alphabetized and they must be categorized. I know that feeling. I'm very, very much the same way. And it's very hard for me to find the middle. Either I'm not doing it at all, or I'm completely, totally 100% all in, and that's very consuming, mm -hmm. right? I mean, I'm, the perfect example is three years ago, I wanted to get in shape. I didn't just go to the gym. I decided I'm going to flip and be on American Ninja Warrior, and it's consumed my entire life since then. <laughs> and it's had tremendous benefits, but it's also all-consuming, and I know how overwhelming that is when you look at a goal and you want to really jump in. But I don't think it's just as much about I don't know who to reach out to. I think in an hour – you could put together a list of 50 names of people you connect with. Yeah, you're right. I want, I want to focus more on why you're probably not going to want to reach out to them. These are the bigger ones. Nobody's going to hire me if I don't have any experience. I have no clue what I'm doing. I don't work as fast as these people that I'm going to reach out to. Oh, and by the way, P.S., I never finish what I start. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think that th this is really this is really the area that I think we need to dig in a little deeper, because I think if you overcome these, then it's just a matter of putting the time on your calendar and doing some research and putting some names together yeah. or just asking around. 
So the, to, to go back very simply, I can just answer this question for you. The people that you reach out to, and it's going to be more complex than this, but the simplest version, you want to reach out to and build relationships with people that are doing what you want to be doing in the next three to five years. Right. You want them to be your new best friends. And ideally, they've walked a fairly similar path as you so they can empathize with where you are. And when you do reach out and connect, their response is, oh, my God, I totally remember being where Marcella was. And it was so challenging. And I wish I had somebody that could have answered my questions. And I would love to do that for her to make it easier. Mm -hmm. So that's the shortest version. That's going to take a little bit more like work and research. Mm-hmm. But it shouldn't feel daunting and overwhelming to figure out who to reach out to because that's that's going to be fairly simple. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But I think we need to dig a little bit deeper into these limiting beliefs that are not going to make it hard to put names in the spreadsheet. It's going to make it much harder to hit send when you decide you want to write the email. I think that's where the real struggle is going to come in. Mm-hmm. Yes. So let's see if we can turn any of these into something that's a little bit more actionable. Let's start with this one. Why do you believe that nobody's going to hire you with no experience? I feel it's hard to get a project because you're always asked, show me something, show me something. I mean, that's just the world you live in as an editor. So to me, the struggle is preparing a statement that's like, hey, I have nothing to show. This is my first time. That's why, you know, you know, I'm reaching out to you. So it's kind of like the catch 22. I hate it. So let me ask you this. Do you really have no experience? If you came to me on this call in this community and said, I have spent the last 25 years making pottery. I am an expert at making pottery. I would love to edit Mrs. Maisel. (laughs) You know what? You don't have a whole lot of applicable experience and you're kind of starting from scratch. Do you really have no experience? Yeah, no, after when I did the if then, I was like, oh, you know, I, I do have a lot of experience. It's just not in scripted, but yeah. What you don't have is experience on high level scripted, dramatic and comedic shows. So it's a very narrow area where you don't have experience. But now let's talk about something that's a whole lot more important. Do you possess a lot of the skills and abilities necessary to work on a show like Mrs. Maisel? Uh, Currently, no. But I mean, I know that I can, you know, by practicing more on my skills. Let's not worry so much about the nuance of that specific show and being to edit, being able to edit at that level. Yes. Well, let's just talk about editing a scene in general. Oh, right okay. now, if I gave you dailies for a low-budget knockoff version of Mrs. Maisel, could you cut that scene today? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I could. Then it sounds to me like you have a lot more skills and abilities and experience than you're giving yourself credit for. Right. I think what you're doing is you're blowing it up in this big, huge picture, saying, well, I have no experience doing things this big. But ultimately you might still possess an immense amount of talent and ability to tell a story like that. It just doesn't show it on a piece of paper. Right. Right. So, uh, so one of the ways to do this is to reframe it is instead of thinking no one will hire me with no experience. Instead, I need to reframe all of the skills and the abilities I already have as they relate to doing the kinds of work that I want to do next. And by doing so, you're going to have a whole list of things you can do today that I'm hoping is gonna boost your confidence and help you overcome some of these other limiting beliefs. But it's also gonna help you identify where are the real holes? Legitimately and objectively, what are the holes that people are gonna poke in my argument where they say you don't have this kind of experience? Oh, gotcha, yes. Right? So it's gonna help you break it down into smaller pieces. Mm Because if we just come at this with, well, nobody's gonna hire me, I don't have experience, 
Well, then why bother reaching out? Why bother doing four hours of research and putting their names in spreadsheets if you don't believe they're going to take you seriously? Right. Okay. If you believe they should take you seriously, but you know where you need help, it's going to make it easier for you to connect with them and they're going to know where they can help you. My sincerest apologies for the interruption in the middle of this interview. But if you are a content creator or you work in the entertainment industry, not only is the following promo not an interruption, but listening has the potential to change your life because collaborating with Evercast is that powerful. Here's a brief excerpt from a recent interview that I did with Evercast co-founders, Brad Thomas and award-winning editor, Roger Barton. Living this lifestyle of a feature film editor has really had an impact on me. So I was really looking for something to push back against all of these lifestyle infringements that are imposed on us, both by schedules and expectations. When you guys demoed Evercast for me that first time, my jaw hit the floor. I'm like, oh my God, This is what I have been waiting for for a decade. I also had the same reaction when I first saw Evercast. Two words came to mind, game changer. Our goal, honestly, is to become the Zoom for creatives, whatever it is you're streaming, whether it's editorial, visual effects, pro tools for music composition, live shot cameras. It's consistent audio and video, lip sync always stays in sync. Whether you're in a live session where you're getting that feedback immediately or you can't get it immediately, so you record the session and you can share those clips with people on the production team where there's no room for any confusion. It's like, this is exactly what the director wants. This is exactly what the producer wants. What matters most to me is it makes the entire process more efficient, which then translates to us as creatives who spend way too much time in front of computers. We get to shut it down and we get to go spend time with our friends and family. The biggest complaint, and I'm sure you guys have heard this many, many times, this looks amazing, I just can't afford it. Tesla had to release the Model S before they released the Model 3. So by the end of the year, we are going to be releasing a sub $200 version a month of Evercast for the freelancer and indie creatives. Anyone who is a professional video creator outside of Hollywood. I think what we've learned over the last few months is that this technology can translate to better lives for all of us that give us more flexibility and control while still maintaining the creativity, the creative momentum, and the quality of work. I cannot stress this enough. Evercast is changing the way that we collaborate. If you value your craft, your well-being, and spending quality time with the ones you love, Evercast now makes that possible for you and me. To listen to the full interview and learn about the amazing potential that Evercast has to change the way that you work and live, visit optimizeyourself.me Evercast. Now back to today's interview. So let me break this down and give you an example. You go through this exercise, and this is something that's very actionable that can go on a calendar. So instead of believing nobody will hire me with no experience, I will instead create an inventory of all the skills and abilities that I do have so I can better identify the skills and the abilities that I need to acquire so I can then gain the experience. So then you take 90 minutes, two hours, you put together a list of all the things that you think are going to be relevant skills and abilities. Mm -hmm. And then you come to the point where you say, huh, how do I know what skills and abilities I don't possess yet? I don't know what I don't know. That's the point where you start to reach out to people that can then answer those questions. And the cool thing about this is that it also eliminates the part of this specifically, which is no one will hire me. Right now, you're looking at it as I need to reach out to people so they hire me. Mm -hmm. What if we take that off the table? And you reaching out and putting this list together is simply to make new friends, build relationships, and in doing so, These people can help answer questions. So I think one of the very first questions that you need answered is 
What don't I know that I don't know? Here are the things I know I'm good at. I'm confident these skills will translate into the high-end scripted comedy dramatic world. What other things am I missing? That to me sounds like a really good conversation to have with somebody that's doing what you want to be doing next, provides value to them because they provide value to you. Genuine relationship grows. Mm-hmm. That's this whole process in a nutshell. Oh, this is good. Yeah, because I already feel more confident about reaching out. Or now I'm, as you're talking, I'm like visualizing my approach and and I'm not as anxious or fearful. Good. So. That That's what I want. I want, this, I want to, to remove the mysticism. This idea, and because I, I know what it's like to stand on the outside. I mean, I, I grew up on a cattle farm in Wisconsin. I came out here with no connections, no experience, none of it. Mm-hmm. So you stand on the outside, and I remember driving around L.A. before I even moved here, just getting a sense of where would I live and how is the city organized. And I was like outside. I think it was either – I think it was Paramount. And literally, it's just big, giant walls. And it's just like, how do I get through the wall? It's almost mm-hmm. like you're you're a thief trying to figure out how do I break in because like there's all this – these gates and 20 foot walls, like it seems impossible. Yeah. But what I've learned is that you meet a few of the right people and they all essentially say the same thing. Oh, it's no big deal. There's a door right there and it's wide open here. I'll, I'll, I'll bring you in. You're like, <laughs> yeah, that was it. It was that simple. But you have to meet those people. Mm-hmm. The jobs that you're interested in getting, maybe not immediately, but over the next three to five years, they're no longer going to be available publicly. Everything is going to be by referral. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So when we're looking through, which one was it? The number one relief snowing. Well, number one, I don't know, know who to reach out to. We've covered that one. Yeah. But I don't have good networking skills. We now know that if we're going to start reaching out to people and we're identifying the right ones that are three to five years ahead of us, they mm-hmm. can ideally empathize with where you are now and they've walked a similar path. Mm-hmm. Well, now we need to get over this feeling that I don't have good networking skills So that's probably an area that you want to prioritize. So as you reach out to get these questions answered, to find out what experience you do legitimately lack, as opposed to the experience that you have that people would find to be a tremendous asset, now all the pieces start to come together. Yeah. Yeah, it's making sense. So having gone through all these, and I know that we just kind of did a a pretty superficial overview. This is one where I'll spend like one to two weeks with people to really dig in deep. Yeah. But having done kind of this, this superficial overview, do you have a clear idea of where you want to go next with this? Yeah, I have a clear idea. I think seeing how you're thinking about things helps me. As far, I guess what I wanted to ask, I feel good. I feel like you honing in on that one kind of makes everything dom- is a domino effect and it feels like I can figure it out. But, you know, when I looked at the worksheet and, and you know, it was advised that if you don't have 10 obstacles, then, then maybe your macro goal isn't hard enough. For me, I was struggling to come up with stuff because because I don't I don't really see that many things stopping me. So I guess I bring that up because is it okay if I have less, you know, than ten? Because you're I don't gonna have you're gonna have as many as you need to achieve your goal. What I find is that sometimes people just really won't dig deep and they won't be honest about them and they'll pick really superficial ones. Yeah. I feel like you've dug deep and you've been really honest with yourself, especially in this section. So I don't want you to feel like I haven't completed the exercise because I didn't fill out 10 items. I don't want you to feel that way. I want you to focus on the quality of what you wrote down and not the quantity. And I think the quality of what you wrote down is real and authentic. And a couple of these are going to be pretty difficult. So in that sense, I I think you've done a really thorough job with this exercise. 
Okay. Okay. Then I'll just continue going. And yeah. Uh, and okay. it, here's, here's an example of why I said that in the exercise. Okay. Somebody will have a similar macro goal as you, and they'll come to me with a worksheet and their challenges are, I don't know who to reach out to. I don't have an IMDB pro subscription. I'm really busy right now. I'm mm-hmm. like, come on, we can go a little bit deeper than that. I think that there are, there are more obstacles stopping you, but that's all that they'll start with. So that's why I want to push people to really dig deeper. You've dug very, very deep and you've been very honest with yourself. So I think you, I think you did an excellent job with, with where this is now. Okay. All right. So then, okay. So then I'll just continue going. So then I should, I'll revisit them and then, uh, yeah. And then I guess just write down each thing and just take it as it comes. Yeah, the, mo- the most important thing that you want to do next yeah. as a questioner is not start thinking, well, now what do I do? What's, what am I supposed to do next on this list? I'm going to help you through that with module five. All I want you to do is break these down into potential actions and not worry about how do I prioritize them. Going back to this one example, no one will hire me with no experience. The action step would be potentially, and again, I don't know if you're doing it next or not, but an action step is spend two hours doing an assessment of all of my current skills and all of the skills that I know I don't know. There are other skills you don't know that you don't know. Right. But that's something very actionable that you can put on a to-do list and in module five, learn where to prioritize it. So it goes from limiting belief, nobody's ever going to hire me to, no, I'm going to sit down for two hours. I'm going to make an assessment of all of the skills, the abilities, the experience that I do have. And then ask the question, what do I know I don't know? Put that on a list. That you can do. That's going to move you forwards. Yeah. Yeah. I think I just have to move forward because as you're talking, I'm like, wait, no, <laughs> you know, I need help with this one and this one. Like I, I still feel like I want to get it right. And I know that's one of the things I've tried to overcome because it stops me. So I think I have to focus on that. You know, every challenge isn't going to be exactly the way you think about it because you've been doing it so long. And I think when you give me uh, this advice, it's almost kind of paralyzing for me because I'm like, oh, geez, I'm not going to think of something like that, you know? And, and so there's a fear of like, oh, no, I'm not going to get it right that I can't move forward. And so I have to, I I think I have a little more limiting beliefs than I'd like to admit. I think I'm just really scared. And now, now we're tapping into the heart. So what I always like to say on the calls is wound, meet knife and twist. All of, all of my, uh, my graduates like are just like, yeah, I remember this process. Um, I want you to embrace it because this fear is a really, really good thing. You're in a safe environment to embrace some of these fears and to find ways to overcome them. So nobody's here judging you. And like I said, I made the joke of you copying everybody's answers because we all in some way, shape or form have similar fears. Yes, yeah. But I'm more than confident you're gonna figure this out. Yeah. I'm a really good judge of character very, very quickly. You're gonna figure all of it out. This is where all the the pieces start to kind of come apart a little bit of the old version of you that you were holding on to and the new version starts to emerge after module four. Yeah. Yeah, for real. (laughs) Okay, thank you so much. You bet. Before closing up today's show, I would love to ask for just a couple additional minutes of your time and attention to introduce you to one of my new favorite products created by my good friend, Kit Perkins, who you may recognize as creator of the Topomat. Here is a brief excerpt from a recent interview that I did with Ergo-Driven co-founder and CEO, Kit Perkins, talking about his latest product, New Standard Whole Protein. 
I've been to health and fitness generally, but I want it to be simple and straightforward. About a year, year and a half ago, I started adding collagen into my protein shakes and man, the benefits were like more dramatic than any supplement I've ever seen. So I thought if I can just get this down to coming out of one jar and it's ingredients that I know I can trust and you just put it in water and you don't have to think about it. When people think of protein powders, they think, well, I don't want to get big and bulky and that's not what this is about. To me, this is about repair. So a big part of what we're talking about here is you are what you eat. Your body's constantly repairing and rebuilding and the only stuff it can use to repair and rebuild is what you've been eating. Unfortunately, as the years have gone by, every day getting out of bed, it's like, you know, two or three creaks and pops in the first couple steps. And that I thought you just sort of live with now. But yeah, once starting the collagen daily or near daily, it's just gone. So for us, job 1A here was make sure it's high quality and that's grass-fed, 100% pasture-raised cows. And then the second thing, if you're actually going to do it every day, it needs to be simple. It needs to taste good. Well, my goal is that for anybody that is a creative professional like myself that's stuck in front of a computer, number one, they're doing it standing on a topo mat. Number two, they've got a glass of new standard protein next to them so they can just fuel their body, fuel their brain. So uh, you and I, my friend, one edit station at a time are going to change the world. And even better for your listeners with code OPTIMIZE on either a one-time purchase for that first subscribe and save order, 50% off. So if you do that subscribe and save, that's 20% off and 50% off with code OPTIMIZE. That's a fantastic deal. If you're looking for a simple and affordable way to stay energetic, focused, and alleviate the chronic aches and pains that come from living at your computer, I recommend New Standard Whole Protein because it's sourced from high quality ingredients that I trust and it tastes great. To place your first order, visit optimizeyourself.me slash new standard and use the code optimize for 50% off your first order. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Hot Seat Fridays. If you find this new format valuable, please reach out and let us know. Just go to optimizeyourself.me slash contact to leave your honest feedback. And if after listening, you are wishing that you could schedule your own hot seat session, I invite you to join our community of optimizers, where you are going to find all of the support and connections you need to optimize every aspect of your life. Just go to optimizeyourself.me slash optimizer to learn more about the various coaching and mentorship options available so you and I can start working together. And as a quick reminder to subscribe so you don't miss future interviews just like this one, please visit optimizeyourself.me slash podcast. And a special thanks to our sponsors Evercast and ErgoDriven for making today's interview possible. To learn more about how to collaborate remotely without missing a frame and to get your real-time demo of Evercast in action, visit optimizeyourself.me slash Evercast. And to learn more about ErgoDriven and their brand new product that I am super excited about, New Standard Whole Protein, visit optimizeyourself.me slash new standard. Thank you for listening. Stay safe, healthy, and sane, and be well.